everyone, and welcome back to Office Hours here at the Professor's Kitchen, where I sit down in my office with my beverage of choice, which is wine tonight, and you will see why in just a moment. And we discuss a topic of my choice, because why not? Mm. If you missed any of the videos from last month, I highly encourage you to check them out. We discussed some really interesting topics in Black History. So we wrapped up Black History Month with talking about Dr. T.K. Lawless, and we paired that, if you will, with a delicious gumbo. So if you have not seen that video, please go ahead and click a link to check that out. And don't forget to subscribe before you leave today so that you can see all of the exciting videos that we have coming up for Women's History Month. That's right, March is Women's History Month, and we are going to talk to some successful women about not what you might think. We're actually going to discuss success, setbacks, and failure, and the focus is going to be on setbacks and failure. We are starting off the month by talking to my little sister, Annika, about some of her setbacks and failures in throughout her career. She is actually in charge of a company now. She has her very own company called Brook Blaze, which she will tell you about in just a moment. But she also has a couple of degrees under her belt. And she will talk about how those their degrees and her company kind of work together and what she considers to be successes, setbacks, and failures within her career. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. Today we are sitting down because I think one of the things that my students often kind of misinterpret about their professors and their professors' lives is that they're perfect, right? Like we have degrees and we have lives and you know, we we actually are doing the thing that we went to school for and so they hold us up on a pedestal I think sometimes and don't really realize that we are human and that we've failed in the past and the two biggest things I think that we hardly ever discussed not only in the classroom but also as in the community, especially in the black community, I think um, two things, setbacks and failure. So we'll start off with a little bit of backstory for everyone. And um, hopefully that will kind of ease us into our discussion about setbacks and failure without, you know, making anyone too sad. Um, so if I remember correctly, I think we probably met somewhere around, what, 2007, 2008? Yeah. Um, you were like just finishing up undergrad, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And um, we met through our parents, so we're not blood-related sisters, but I think both of us kind of, I definitely felt like an, an immediate attachment and bond yes. with you. I feel like we bonded like right away. Um, yeah. And then um, you were finishing up a degree in communications, right? You got your mm -hmm. bachelor's in communications. Okay. Yep. And then um, we both ended up going to DePaul. I think I, I think I was already at DePaul at the time. Yeah, you were finishing up. 
Yeah, and you enrolled at DePaul. Go Blue Demons. <laughs> and then, so what was your what was your degree? And it was like I know it was film, but like what what was the official title? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so official title: uh, Master of Science in Digital Cinema Production. Oh my gosh. So um, I mainly focused on, I would say, being um, a producer and just the overall uh, like film industry, um, how to like run a music video project, a film project, uh, documentary work. So I went through like, I would say almost every type of uh, genre and every type of medium for film uh, that I went through that program. But now, just more so the focus of um, being like the top person more so. Because uh, as a producer, I'm literally just running everything. Um, right. As executive producer, you're making sure to um, things are legal. Uh, you have the green line. You have the uh, funds, you know, to start your projects. So uh, that was really my focus. And they actually allowed me to just more so focus on that area and curate um, a program for that. So, but that's my um, overall degree, uh, digital cinema. But uh, overall, yeah, I was able to just focus uh, on the film industry. So um, that's really awesome. Yeah, I love that they let you kind of take the classes that you need to, even in grad school. I don't think that <laughs> people think that going into grad school, you're going to have those opportunities to be flexible. It yeah. it sounds really rigorous when you say graduate school, but. At the same time, you're still kind of figuring yourself out and figuring out what you're going to to do with your degree once you actually finish. And so it gives you that opportunity to still kind of feel your way through um, the the career field and, and meet different people that are in it and that kind of thing. Because one thing I think people assume, too, that um, once you graduate, you'll immediately start working in your field. And of course... You have to start working right away because most of us graduated in some sort of debt. And so, you know, you have to start working in order to pay back your student loans and that kind of thing. But in Chicago, I, I felt like if you didn't know someone, you couldn't really do as much as you wanted to do. It was all about who you know and not like what you know um, in Chicago and that you, did you, did you feel that way when you first started in Chicago and in the film industry? What is the film industry like in Chicago? Um, I did sort of feel that way. And also it's a touch of who knows you. So, um, it was a bit of, if someone knows you, um, you're more so now in their camp, um, you know, you have this presence around and, then you were like able to do things, but I I did more so feel that. Um, also, a little bit of I don't know. I would say um, projects that I had worked on. Sometimes um, I would just more so get the vibe of, well, this is still my project, and I'm like, I know, but I just want to help you. <laughs> Let's make this great. Yeah, you want to make a million dollars? Let me help you make a million dollars. <laughs> You know, like, cool, I agree with you. Um, But, yeah, I think it was just a little bit of that. It's a little tougher uh, just trying to get in. It's like I eventually got in from um, networking, and I would just say um, just working. Um, I did projects just as much as I uh, could, just 
uh, either doing them on my own or getting with people, like-minded people. I think that's what really helped me too, is just really saying, okay, I'm not going to try to eat at this table, but I'm going to just get around people that feel the same way I do and we want to do the same thing. So that's what really helped me out being there. Yeah. So what do you consider to be your most successful professional endeavor that was related to your major? I would have to say really just overall being able to work in film. Um, I would say, wow, maybe about two months after I graduated from DePaul, I moved to Los Angeles and um, drove across country. <laughs> got Well, got married. Two weeks later, we drove across country. And um, yeah, it was just different. You know, I was able to, it was like I knew people out here already. And I feel like everyone just kind of scooped me up and I was just getting pulled in different directions, but I was utilizing my degree and my program. And I felt like once I did grad school, that really, I feel like it polished me. I feel like college really just gave me like the uh, foundation, the essentials I needed, but Grad school just gave that extra touch and that extra polish. I feel like I needed to be out here. Um, So I would say for me, it's just overall being able to take that knowledge and to contribute to different projects. So I wouldn't say one in particular, but um, the six years I've been out here, I've been able to uh, just be on, you know, just produce projects and uh, write for other people as well. So it's, yeah, for me, um, I don't have that $20 million project, but <laughs> it's like, I don't care because I'm doing what I really love to do. So I, I'd rather have that. What about, um, your most unsuccessful or disappointing project? You obviously have been fortunate enough to, to be able to do a lot of what you wanted to do, but what kind of, um, yeah, what was, what would, would you consider to be the most unsuccessful or, or disappointing project? that you've worked on so far? There is one. Um, I won't give out the title because it's back on the table. <laughs> um, you know, I'm trying to be sold, but there was a project that I wrote, um, I would say back in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it follows, I would say, uh, coming of age, uh, millennial, you know, woman. And it's really just talking about, it's digging deep into society, how we're being affected, but also how we're being affected just being around each other. So Mm. um, I was writing it as a um, comedy. And I would say one of the issues that's covered um, is just socioeconomic status, like with your friends. And if you're kind of making more money, you have a uh, probably what most would view as a better job. Your friend is not. So it's just a lot of scenarios like that. Um, this show would be dealing with. So I actually had a, I would say an entire, um, crew and we were ready to shoot this, but I just ran into, I would say so many, uh, walls, dead ends, um crowdfunding we tried that that didn't wasn't too successful and I had a lot of um like positive feedback about the script but it 
I don't know, just wasn't like going anywhere. I had even people saying, oh, I'm interested in this and kind of passed on that, moved to something else. So um, I feel like that was something I really put like my all into because I also put a lot of myself into that too. So I think yeah. when it just didn't uh, happen, um, it was like a little part of me personally, I feel that failed and just this project more so flopping. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it was, um, it, it hurt, you know? Um, and like I said, too, it was a personal project to myself, but, um, it just more so made me realize like failure is okay. You yeah. know? Yeah. It's okay. I And I even had positive comments uh, like, Annika, it's okay. Like, you can always come back to it. And then I had negative comments, too. So um, it's just really then just trying not to get pulled by the negative comments and stay there, but uh, to try to progress and just see how you can change this failure. As a creative, I think when you are, if you have any sort of personal attachment to the project that you're working on, if you put any, any part of yourself or your own experience into something, I think that that can be really hard. The, the disappointment hits you even harder. And that, that failure is like, you take it personally. You're like, you don't, you don't like me. This is part of yeah. me. It's like right there. And it's like, that's me on the page. And you, you don't like me. Is that what you're telling me? You don't like me. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's just me. I've, I've, I'm a crier. And so I'm like, but couldn't you see my life, my blood, my sweat, my tears in this thing? And then you just like rejected. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But I think as, I think as a creative, that's, that's one thing that not only do you fear putting yourself out there like that um, initially, but then once you built up the courage to do it and you put it out there, you're like, and it gets rejected. And you're like, what, what yeah. part of that didn't you like? How could you not yeah. like that? What is wrong with you? Um, you don't understand. You don't understand the material. Yeah. You yeah. don't understand it. This, this wasn't for you. This wasn't written for yeah. you. This yeah. clearly <laughs> you just don't like, you don't get it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I can totally, totally get that. So what, what what lessons did you learn then? Like, obviously you said that you, it's, it may be back on the table. It may be something that you're trying to perhaps pitch again. Um, so was, was that part of the, the lesson in that, in that, that setback was. Yeah. Um, it made me just, I would say I, I learned so much. I really did. Um, uh, for starters, it, more so made me, I would say, just to relax mm. um, and knowing that this is something I can always come back to. This is my project. I own this. So I have control over it. Yeah. Um, and with having that, um, with knowing that even for me, it just helped me to uh, just calm down and not beat up on myself so much mm. uh, because I, I really went through a thing. <laughs> I really did. And I feel like with humans, you can have a hundred people give you praise, but that one person mm. can really just 
triggered and it's just so much. And I had allowed that to happen too. So, um, it was me also learning how to shift my focus Mm. and just what to focus on. Uh, because I can say too, with the project, um, there were things that I had messed up on. There were things, um, other people, uh, kind of dropped the ball on as well. So it was also just learning that aspect too of it and just accepting it. I feel like too, we don't want to accept a failure. Mm. Uh, we fight against it. We find so many reasons on why it happened and just keep explaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like explanations <laughs> too much. So I try to just take my own advice. I'm like, well, you don't need to explain this. Like it just did not work. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And if I want to put it on the back table forever, um, I can do that, you know, but, um, yeah, it, and I think this year it really just helped me to realize, um, time flies, you know, (laughs) but it's not a bad thing because it's like, I was ready to come back to this and there were probably things that I needed to go through, uh, since this is a personal project, probably more experiences and, uh, just situations I needed to discover, go through. And I can now fuse that into this script. And that's what I've been doing. It's like, even, um, 3 a.m. I kind of make this joke with my husband, but like, uh, just sometimes I have to wake up and I have to jot down a note and it's usually like, um, a script note and I'm like, Hey, I'm not texting anybody. Okay. Like I'm making a note. (laughs) And it's just, you know, (laughs) but yeah, I have, my phone is like filled with notes now of it. And, um, I've just had so many ideas on, uh, just changing the scripts, making it better. Um, having more detail as opposed to like um, the story that I wanted to previously tell. Mm -hmm. So just in that, that's also just another lesson of uh, just kind of waiting and being patient and just allowing some ideas to come to you um, instead of having control. Cause we, we can't have control all the time. Uh, that was one of my biggest issues too. So it was learning to actually relinquish control and you have power in that. So. Yeah. yeah. Plus I think that too, um, so many times we think of failure as the end of something instead of maybe just a break from that one thing for a little while. Like it's, like you said, where you're, it, it sounds like failure seems to be like this big train derailment and you're like oh my god I'm never going to get back on track this is the end of it you know doom and gloom but that's not always the case and even in your case you you've you put that on to the side it's more like a like a sidetrack or you you know you you kind of set that on the the sidetrack or whatever and you you've had a chance now to go in a different direction a little bit with Brooke Blaze and tell tell me a little bit about that and how do you how do you see it like how did you get into it how do you see that fitting into your plan or is it just an addition like is it just you exploring something else that you're interested in mm-hmm. yeah so um this started as I would say another passion that I had and something else I had to get out of as well is just being, um, having tunnel vision and just thinking, okay, I'm just focused in film. That's it. That's all I need to do. 
Um, but I feel like society kind of sets us up that way mm. to be that way, unfortunately. And you can just really do, I feel like you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Um, you just need to know what comes with that, you know, but you can really do whatever it is you want to do. And for me, um, I feel like Brick Blaze is just using like everything else of my life. Um, I grew up with plants every weekend. I was with my grandmother. We were trimming like aloe vera plants and other things. So I already, already had that background. And I just remember my mom, even she wanted to just get more into using more natural products. And we yeah. kind of made a pack like, okay, let's, let's just try it out. And that's, that was like my teenage years. And I've just always been doing that ever since. Yeah. So, um, for Brooke Blaze, and I would say another reason why I started this idea too, um, I have very sensitive skin mm. and I just got so tired of like paying this, paying that, throwing it away. I, I don't believe in taking back beauty products and returning them. So. <laughs> You know, I, I just can't. <laughs> like hoarding all the bad beauty products. You're like, I'm, I mean, I'll try it again in a couple of years. And maybe it'll like. Right. My or like Target, I want to return all of these things. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, no, ma'am. No. <laughs> no, ma'am. No. no. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like, it, yeah, I, I thought of it. And I said, maybe I can do this on my own. I kind of know about mixing things and all of that. and you know, um, but, and I will say too, I love chemistry. Like I love science. I can put all just whatever together. Mm-hmm. So, um, I feel like the two more so med and it actually started, um, I started slowly doing it in 2014 when I was in Chicago and then I stopped, uh, because we were moving out here. Yeah. Uh, and so, some reason I would say 2017 it was this big bath bomb craze yes. of everyone yeah right <laughs> and so it friends co-workers everybody and some people like I make my own I buy this one I go here and I'm like okay what is a bath bomb like what is this I, and I they came out of nowhere <laughs> it literally came out of nowhere I was just like what is this and um, I had a few people that were like, oh, just just make it yourself. Because that was the other thing. I'm like, this, I'm not paying like 20, 30 bucks for like this fancy bath bomb. I know they're in other places, but I'm a stickler about ingredients. Uh-huh. And so I started to see alcohol and all these other items in this bath bomb that I'm looking for and trying to source. So I decided, I said, I'm going to make my own because I don't want that stuff. Like I, I have eczema. Why would I want alcohol on my skin? Yeah. So yeah. Or anybody, you know? Um, so I made some, tried them out and I also started putting essential oils in them because I was thinking, well, this should maybe help, uh, hydrate my skin and, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, has like some real healing properties to it. So I just started making them and using them. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom and I had a few friends that were asking, uh, could I make some? And I said, okay, whatever. <laughs> and it 
turned into like a little business. And I thought about, uh, well, I can sell more natural products too. And I had people asking me like, what was the point? Why were they doing this? Um, and I explained to them and I would say I've been, uh, looking at ingredients and doing, yeah, doing all of this since I would say my early twenties. Okay. Yeah. I would say like early, definitely early twenties. I was doing that. And now I have no shame. I will stand in the middle of the aisle. I would look at what is in whatever I'm about to buy. And because it's important. It is. It's so important. Just what you're putting into your body and your skin is like your biggest organ. Yeah. So we have to take care of that. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. It just grew and grew and grew. And next thing I know, I'm writing a business plan on what I can sell, what I can do. Um, the money just wasn't there. And I would say the time. Uh-huh. So I had stepped back from that uh, because I was also still working on film projects. So at the time I said, well, I'd rather do film and not this. So yeah, um, yeah I'll wait. But I ended up finding a business card in October 2019. Mm-hmm. And I just thought back, I said, wow, like when I did this, this was really fun. Mm-hmm. And I was able to like educate people. That was really cool. Hmm, what if I do this again? I don't know. <laughs> and I ended up talking to, um, one of my good friends, uh, Janae out here, and we used to work, uh, together. So I, I was just really just talking to her as a friend, like, yeah, I had this company. I started blah, blah, blah. I might do it again. It was cool. These are my ideas. And she was just so happy about it. And she's like, I actually want to help you. I will invest. Like, what do I need to do? Where do I sign up? And I'm like, seriously? <laughs> and I, we just started talking about self-care um, yeah. and just how to really do that for yourself. Um, because I can say for myself, too, one of the, I would say, interesting, and I'm going to call it a good thing, is um, I found out I have uh, chronic anxiety. Mm. So um, I it's something I have to deal with, like, every day. Mm-hmm. And the products that we make, um, I kind of have myself in mind. And yeah. I just thought about how many other people can't sleep. How many other people are mm. stressed out from work? How many other, like, moms are stressed out? Like, you need this, you know. I need so, this. Yes. You need that. <laughs> you need some incense. You need some sage. You need some, some good, clean products. You know? So yes. I just wanted to um, just make that for people and have it available because um i didn't know at one point what certain things are doing to my body so Mm -hmm. that's like everybody else Mm -hmm. um but i i was a little nervous on launching it uh because i was and the only thing that was preventing me uh was just thinking of what other people would think and I was just thinking, huh, I have this film background. I do want to pursue this, but nothing's really happening right now. Mm-hmm. And it was, I would say, so January 2020, um, I was actually, oh my gosh, I had film projects that I was slated to act in. I was slated to write for. 
and I was working with people. Um, I had another project I wrote for an actress out here and that had came back up. So everyone's like, this is our year in 2020. We're going to do this. And I'm like, oh my God. Like I had, I would say five projects that, oh. yeah. And literally, um, this is actually, I would say the same week last year I went to Las Vegas uh, for a few conferences mm -hmm. and um, I would say this was more so for Brooklyn. So I was, I said, I'll get more information just kind of slowly build this up, but this is what I want to do. I want to work on these film projects. Yeah. We came back from Las Vegas last year and literally came back to pandemonium I had never seen stores just empty and there was no hand sanitizer, no soap, no toilet paper. Yes. It was, yeah, it was just mind blowing. I have uh, now my friends and other people contacting me. Oh, we're not doing the project. We're, it's, it's indefinite. Oh. So it was like everything came crashing down. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like everything just came to a halt. Um, I was working for Apple at the time too. And that was like the first time we actually had to like shut down a store. So now, um, I'm like, okay, I'm not going into work every day now. Like yeah. what is happening? Yeah. So, uh, Brick Place was like the only thing just kind of sitting there. It was, I don't know. I felt like it was like gold plates just sitting in the corner glowing. <laughs> And it's like, I'm still here. <laughs> and I kept thinking about it, thinking about it. And um, I talked back to my friend and I said, well, it's basically a pandemic. And I feel weird about starting this company. I don't know what people are going to think. During a um, pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> during a pandemic. And she said, I think we need to do it anyway. And I said, I do feel that. Mm -hmm. But there's this. I said, my conscience is on the other side of my shoulder and it's, it's just digging in. I said, so I don't know. But we ended up finding, um, like sourcing hand sanitizer mm -hmm. now because I'm a business, I'm buying as a business and not as, uh, like you and I going into a store. Right. And so I just had access to everything right. and I thought, well, if I sell this, I want to do more. Mm -hmm. So we started even um, thinking about trying to do things for essential workers mm -hmm. uh, because that was, um, it was just a huge hit, you know, yeah. in LA and um, yeah, it, it was just so stressful. It was yeah. very stressful. So I just wanted to come in and um, help. And I was just thinking too, even with people uh, that were like out of work at this point, the one thing you need are toiletries. Yeah. So that's something um, I definitely wanted to be able to provide. And what we came up with was let's just sell products. And if anybody asks, we're trying to raise money because we do want to help out as well. So we were able to do that. And uh, yeah. we've been getting like orders in so far um, every single month. You know, I would say almost every week uh, we get orders in mm -hmm. and we were just able to uh, like donate um, to essential workers, uh, there was another um, um, opportunity we had to donate to a house for um, 
women that goes through domestic abuse and violence. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's like that, that's the work I really, really want to do. Yeah. But it, you know, it, it takes some time to get to that point, but, um, immediately like out the door, um, I was able to do it with Ripley. So, um, for me, it, I did still have, I would say a few of my film friends that's like, oh, hey, I got this opportunity. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but <laughs> this is going on. Um, so I felt a little bit of pressure, but this time I just took the turn of saying, you know, this is something I really wanted to do. It is good. I'm going to focus on the good and that's yeah. going to be it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, it, and I feel like it gave me the okay to say, I can run a company and I can work in film. So I'm going to do both. And I'm really glad because I um, I don't like attention, <laughs> you know, when it comes to people and like the praises and all that. But I had even just people younger than me and that are black. And they're like, man, you you quit your job to focus on your company. Yeah. You have inspired me. Like, you know, a lot of people can't do that. Right. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm realizing where I'm at, you know, but yeah. you know, I, I just look at it more so like it's given me an opportunity to um, be busy. Yes. <laughs> and to just really create something um, that was really from a business plan and just really now seeing uh, like this, I would say like, I will compare it to the film industry. Like I write a script and then when I actually visually see it on the screen, see it happening, seeing people say those lines, like it is so profound. Yeah. And that's what I feel like with Brooke Blaze too. It's like from this business plan I had, it laid out year one, this is what we're going to do. And then uh, this is the next campaign we're going to do. Like I had all that information in there and to take those building blocks and now to just see it unfold to now see products with that logo, um, see orders come in. It gives me that same feeling. So yeah. I feel like I'm conquering um, any naysay, but it's, it's good. I feel really good. <laughs> and I just like to give back and do that extra work um, because I do feel like, um, I feel like for our culture, our culture, um, if you're privileged, like you got to give it back. Yeah. So you got to give it back. Um, however, so I'm just glad I was, I've been able to uh, do that and just start like a really positive brand and, uh, just show, I would say to transparency on what we make, uh, what's in our products mm -hmm. and what kind of what we're fighting against. Yeah. So, yeah. So what's. Next, what's next for Annika? What's next for Brooke Blaze? What's next for your film projects? What what yes. what, what do we have to look forward to? Yes, uh, so we do have some amazing products that will be coming out uh, shortly for spring and also um, some of our niche products. So mm. we're definitely getting more into that. Uh, like we have a uh, drift away sleep spray. So that's to uh, calm you with uh, lavender, juniper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, spray it on your
your pillows, spray down your linens, and it really uh, just naturally calms you to yeah. either rest or go to sleep. So just trying to come out with more products uh, like that to just help people focus on relaxation, self-care. Mm -hmm. um, we're calling ourselves, I would say, an ecosystem as well because we're trying to provide products for your whole life's ecosystem. So um, at this point, you can use our products in every room of your house. Um, you can use it like in your car at work with you and it's just providing, uh, like I said, that ecosystem of self-care for you. So just whenever you need a pick me up, okay. uh, we have incense for instance, that helps with, uh, like mood It helps with, uh, just smell to kind of invigorate you and, uh, just get you to going, uh, shower steamers. Ooh. So we're just, um, yeah, shower steamers made with, uh, real botanicals and that also helps. I did one this morning, uh, that we're coming out with soon, uh, lemon basil sunrise. So it has uh, lemon zest, lemon balm, basil. Yeah. So yes. I'm like, I'm up, I'm perky, I'm good. <laughs> that sounds like, so good. Oh. Yes. Yes. I'm going to have to ship you something. So I would yeah. not object to that at all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I absolutely have to ship you a box. <laughs> would not object to that at all. <laughs> yes. And any but, any more film projects? Then you you said you'll you'll save some of the the mystery. We won't, we won't get into too many details about the yeah. the projects and stuff. But now it sounds like you're you're kind of committed to focusing at least for right now during the pandemic mm -hmm. on Brook Blaze, and then keeping your options open and just kind of seeing yeah. what comes next. Yeah, uh, just being open. Um, I would say just enjoying life at yes. this point. Um, I feel like definitely last year I was working 40 hours um, a week at work or more. And then I would come home and work 40 hours a week right. on Brooklyn. So um, I finally have my time back. So I'm very happy and just blessed about that. Um, like I'm in a desert with my husband and my dog. So I'd rather <laughs> do that, you know? Yes. But um, yeah, it's, you know, I feel like uh, with the film projects, um, I am glad to be picking back up one of my scripts that um, I really wanted to work on. And I just feel like I have so much that I can just infuse into that script. So mm -hmm. um, it doesn't, yeah, it really doesn't make me upset or anything about like having to wait or having to put it on a back burner temporarily. Uh, but that's how I just want to treat the rest of my life. Like if it's anything yeah. um, and just re-innovate, uh, recreate that has been there. I definitely want to pay attention to that. But um, just taking it a day at a time um, and, you know, enjoying um, and focusing on Brick Blaze. But, yeah, um, yeah the um, the writing is definitely, I would say, starting back. Um, there's one other project um, I briefly mentioned I had wrote for an actress out here. So mm -hmm. uh, that may be coming back up as well um we've been talking about that script too so uh it's more so that one is two sisters um or yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> um two sisters and their moms were best friends and so they actually uh moved together and um we just see like the adventures that they go through and that they have. So a lot of, I would say family oriented, uh, comedies. That's really cool. Uh, comedy is definitely up my alley. I love to laugh and I love to make other people laugh too. So, um, I'm just glad to, I'll just have that opportunity uh, because I feel like too, with the pandemic, uh, 
yeah, it's been so much. So I'm like, we yeah. we need to laugh. <laughs> we need to laugh and we need yes. as much self-care as we can possibly get right now, for sure. Absolutely. So you have definitely got both of those areas covered, it sounds like. So yes, um, <laughs> yes that is wonderful. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what's next. I'm going to keep an eye out for my, my care package. Uh, yes. No pressure. No pressure. It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> but um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me here today uh, in the professor's kitchen during my office hours. And I will hopefully see you soon in person soon i hope that things start to open yeah. back up and so that we can actually like not have social distanced yeah sister time that would be really awesome thank you yes yes thank you thanks for having me <laughs> Thank you again for joining me today while I sat down and talked with my sister Annika about setbacks and failure. Again, if you enjoyed today's video, don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe, and I will see you in the next video. Ciao for now.